Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You are tuned in to the program Tazkiyah on Channel Islam International. It is the 28th of Jamad al-Akhir 1432 and it corresponds with the 2nd of uh, uh, June 2011. Okay. Uh, just a little bit of... Uh, Correction there, it's the 29th of Jamadul Akhir 1432 and it corresponds with the 2nd of June 2011. Alhamdulillah, you are tuned into the program on Channel Islam International and the program is Tazkiyah. And as always, uh, Alhamdulillah, it's a very, very inspiring program which comes out live with our Honorable Sheikh Kamaluddin Ahmed from Pakistan and this is your host Musa Akudi from the studios here in Johannesburg. Alhamdulillah Sheikh Kamaluddin gave us a very very inspiring talk last week. It was basically a question and answer session and in view of that uh, uh, you know there were various questions that were put to Sheikh Kamaluddin and Sheikh Kamaluddin had spoken to us about the four different types of nisbat and nisbat meaning a relationship it was extremely interesting and uh, here too uh, the, the, the Sheikh spoke about Nisbate Inikasi and Nisbate Ilqai, Nisbate Islahi and you know Nisbate Ittihadi and he expounded on each one of them so Alhamdulillah Thumma Alhamdulillah we had a very very inspiring program with the Sheikh and uh, I just got a signal from my engineer that we've got the Sheikh online. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, I'm well, uh, Sheikh Kamaluddin Sapin. How are you? Alhamdulillah. That's good, Sheikh. We're just in the beginning of winter here in South Africa. So, uh, you know, I, I remember one of our uh, uh, ustads in our madrasa at Benoni. Uh, the elderly ustaz, he would always say, he says that jab sardi ka mausam hota hai to haya ka zamana aajata hai. You know, he says that women folk dress modestly, alhamdulillah, they cover themselves. So we are here in the uh, midst of winter, and I'm sure you on the other side experience, experiencing a good summer there. Oh, yes, <laughs> we are both in terms of weather and in terms of uh, which you also mentioned, we are experiencing, unfortunately, quite the opposite of that Gigi. over here in the northern hemisphere. Well, anyway, Jazakallah, uh, Sheikh. Uh, Sheikh, we have a question for you here from one of our, one of our listeners. He's asking, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, a question for Sheikh Kamaluddin. Why is it that although muraqaba is supposed to be connected to the spiritual heart, why then? Is the palpitations experienced in the physical heart? Actually, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a human being composed of both their zahir, their outward physical manifest form, mm -hmm. and their batin, mm -hmm. which is their inward spiritual form. And Allah subhanahu wa has fused that ruh and that body together in this world. Mm -hmm. So then there's going to be a thought look, a relationship between these two things. Mm -hmm. That is why sometimes mm -hmm. when you feel something internally, mm -hmm. there may be a physical effect on that. Mm -hmm. Now, one way to understand and explain this mm -hmm. is, you know, neuroscience, 
another way to understand this is psychology. Mm -hmm. Others, for example, when a person feels nervousness mm -hmm. or anger, mm -hmm. they may physically start to sweat, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Whereas the feeling of anger mm -hmm. or the feeling of being scared mm -hmm. or the feeling of being nervous mm -hmm. don't have any physical reality to them. Mm -hmm. They're inward things, but they can affect a person's body physically. Yeah. Just like that, sometimes when a person feels very happy mm -hmm. or joyous or motivated, mm -hmm. then their physical body, and again, these are inner feelings, their physical body can experience what they call an adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. It can be a surge of physical energy mm -hmm. where all of us are able to do something mm -hmm. which is beyond the normal uh, capabilities of their physical body. Mm -hmm. So if these emotional, mm -hmm. non-physical, emotional realities mm -hmm. can have an effect on the physical body, mm -hmm. then it's easy to understand mm -hmm. why the non-physical spiritual realities mm -hmm. can also have on the physical body. Mm -hmm. And this is what Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, Surah Al-Mu'minun, that when Allah Subhanahu wa is mentioned in front of them, mm -hmm. their hearts well, their hearts quiver. Mm -hmm. And that can't be understood to mean mm -hmm. that their physical hearts uh, also tremble and quiver. Mm -hmm. So something that's very specifically now that is explained on Ma'akamah mm -hmm. is that if you have a bird inside the cage, mm -hmm. If the bird starts fluttering, mm -hmm. then the cage starts rattling, the cage starts shaking. That's right. Just like that, the bird is called is the Latifa, mm -hmm. is the subtle mm -hmm. substance, the spiritual heart, the gold. Mm -hmm. And the cage mm -hmm. is the physical heart. Mm -hmm. Because just like our entire ruh is inside our entire body, mm -hmm. our spiritual heart is inside our physical heart. Mm -hmm. So when the spiritual heart starts to have some tahalluf, Mm -hmm. starts to experience some movement, feeling, vibration due to the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm -hmm. And sometimes physical heart that is containing it mm -hmm. also feels some sensation and vibration. Jazakallah for that, Sheikh. Sheikh, you were speaking about Nisbet last week. Now, can there be a situation where a Sheikh actually gives off you know, the ruhaniyat that he has and he passes it on over to his murid? And this is something called intikam in Nisbet. Intikam mm -hmm. in Nisbet means that the sheikh, I mean, it's a very sort of detailed concept, mm -hmm. but at the initial level, it does mean, uh, one of its meanings mm -hmm. is that the sheikh willfully, voluntarily, quite dynamically transfers or mm -hmm. bestows or confers or places mm -hmm. a Nisbet from his heart into the heart of student mm -hmm. and um, this is not an arbitrary process mm -hmm. this is governed supremely by the will and wish of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm -hmm. and this is part of the understanding of the ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that this is the fuzzy, this is the grace and beneficence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he bestows on it to whomsoever he wills mm -hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes bestows that puzzle on somebody directly mm -hmm. without a intermediary. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Santa uses his Oliya mm -hmm. and Asbab uses his special friends mm -hmm. to be the ones to distribute or to deliver that puzzle from him. Mm -hmm. The point was that uh, it's not up entirely to the Sheikh mm -hmm. to whom he can do that, 
-hmm. it requires the will and wish of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that will and wish is conveyed. You can think of it like the process similar to istikhara. Mm -hmm. And I know our own sheikh mm -hmm. has, uh, we've never really said this publicly, but I, I don't think it's covered in this way we're going to say it. He has not, he has said it on small gatherings, mm -hmm. and I've heard it at least two and possibly three times. Mm -hmm. that before he ever confers nisbat on anyone, mm -hmm. and there may be one or two exceptions to this, but before he confers nisbat on anyone, he always makes dua at the most of him, at the Kaaba and Makkah Mukarama, mm -hmm. asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, in a type of istihara, mm -hmm. that this is something, a feeling that has entered into his heart, and he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to inspire him whether that feeling is correct and should be acted upon and to put barakah in that decision. So we can, one can imagine just like uh, we may make istikhara for mundane things mm -hmm. and the shaykh make istikhara for these things. Mm -hmm. And that's why then because they do it after a process of istikhara mm -hmm. and dua, uh, and one can imagine how precious few moments anybody gets mm -hmm. at most of them. Mm -hmm. So that's why they feel mm -hmm. confident that they have done their tawakkul and they have done their trust on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now all of that said, if a person receives nisbat from their shaykh, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that that person is beyond the ability to do sin. Mm -hmm. Neither should the person view him or herself like that, mm -hmm. nor should others view him or herself like that. The sharia is always supreme. Mm -hmm. There is no aspect of sharia that is waived or lessened mm -hmm. or relaxed mm -hmm. for anybody who gets nisbat from their shaykh. Mm -hmm. And uh, a person may still lapse and fall into sin, but what we have normally observed and what we have heard our sheikh say in many public gatherings as well mm. is that normally, normally means almost always mm. that person who has been given this nisbat is given a gift by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that even if they are to lapse into sin, mm. they will always take true soma from that sin, mm. right? Mm. But still, it doesn't mean that any person should take that and depending on that and relying on that and jump into sin mm. they have a guarantee they, can, they will ultimately somehow mm. make Toba from it. The person in fact, if, if you notice mm. many times now I think this is an area where we should shift from the theory into practice mm. and if you look at the practical lives of the Mashaif, the Deen of Islam who received this Muslim you would find in all of them that they increase in their Taqwa Mm -hmm. They increase their precaution. Mm -hmm. They increase in their fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm -hmm. The complete opposite of any relaxation or any feeling of guarantee. Mm -hmm. They had more fear for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you find this in those who had the highest level of the Muslim, which are obviously the Sahaba Karam, and the more, you know, when, even if they were granted more company with the Prophet, mm -hmm. it just made them all the more fearful. Mm. Now, Sheikh, we have one more question here. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, Honorable Sheikh. What is meant by Sahibi Nisbat? Well, Sahibi Nisbat, I mean, it's related to the previous question. Sahibi Nisbat is just that person mm. who has this Nisbat. Mm. So maybe this should be explained a little bit because it is used sometimes as a, mm. uh, as a formal term. So literally, Sahibi Nisbet means the person who possesses that Nisbet. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's also used 
Uh, and first thing I should say is that the person doesn't necessarily know this about themselves. Mm-hmm. The person does not always necessarily know this about themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes a person has misfit. What does misfit mean? Misfit means a certain level of connection and relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And can understand that uh, at the most simple level, perhaps, of saying that a person has now made it is amongst the Salihin. Mm-hmm. So, has made the jump from just Mu'minin to Salihin. So, Salihin is a category of the Mu'minin. Mm-hmm. Now, again, a person may never know this about themselves, a person may never view themselves like this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we can recall at this moment Imam Shafi'i Mullah's famous saying that he said that I love the Salihin. Even though I'm not one of them, I hope that Allah Subhanahu wa will raise me amongst them. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's such a great person as Imam Shafi'i Mullah still talks, mm-hmm. but he wasn't among the Salihin. Mm-hmm. However, there's another word uh, which you can almost understand. It, like any proficiency or skill, mm-hmm. a person may never realize that they have it, but if their teacher deputes mm-hmm. them to teach that discipline, Mm-hmm. And they end up in the position of a teacher. Mm-hmm. So that word is from khilafa, mm-hmm. to become the mujahs of someone, mm-hmm. to get permission and license, to have this deputyship conferred on you, mm-hmm. to teach people tazkiyah, deen, islah, zikr, tawbah, taqwa, sunnah, ibadah, etc. Mm-hmm. Now that mm-hmm. is one thing that is mentioned in the books of the Sawa. That khilafa is only given to somebody mm-hmm. who has at least a certain level of nisbah, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then sometimes these two words are, this, this word sahib nisbah is used to distinguish mm-hmm. that there may be a person who is close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is pious mm-hmm. and is amongst the salihin mm-hmm. and has attained a depth in their zikr, mm-hmm. but for any of a number of reasons, mm-hmm. the shaykh is decided not to bestow upon them or to place upon them the administrative responsibility of Khilafah, mm-hmm. right? Because Khilafah is actually a public duty and a public responsibility. Mm-hmm. So sometimes uh, some Mashaikh will refer to such a person mm-hmm. as a Sahib in mm-hmm. In other words, in terms of their spirituality, mm-hmm. they are the same. They have attained that same uh, Nisbet mm-hmm. that a Khalifa has but for some reason, there can be many of them, mm-hmm. they have not had the khilafah bestowed upon them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, sometimes, sometimes one of the reasons is that a person may not have enough, may not yet have enough ilm of sharia, mm-hmm. knowledge of sharia, mm-hmm. which they would also need to uh, teach people zikr. Mm-hmm. And there can be other reasons as well. Jazakallah for the Sheikh. Just to remind our listeners, you're listening to Sheikh Kamaluddin live on this particular program, broadcast on CII International. Uh, take advantage of this program, and inshallah, we can benefit from our Sheikh. Sheikh, again, uh, alhamdulillah, we had a full question and answer session last week. Now, inshallah, I'm sure you have some very valuable advice for us today, so I can just tell you that you may go ahead. Alhamdulillahi wa kafahu. Salaamu ala ibadihi wa ladhina istafa'amma ra'ad. Ra'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani wajimi bismillah al-rahman al-rahim. Inna allaha ma'as-sabirin. Subhanallahi wa ladhina amma yasifun. Wa salaamun ala al-mursaleena wa alhamdulillahi wa ladhina alameen. Allahumma sunni ala sayyidina Muhammad. 
There is one word that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used, maybe not very frequently in the Quran, but very poignantly, very powerfully in the Quran of Kareem, and that is this word called sabr. And that is this attribute of having sabr. And I think if we were to just take three places where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has talked about this sabr deeply, that you should seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by means of sabr and by means of salah. And then secondly, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Asr is talking about humanity while us and invoking the fading of the time, right? Asr is that time of the day when the sun's spirit is waning. And this is why I've always felt, in addition to, you know, the very long debate as to what is the starting time for Asr, mm-hmm. and that's a debate that can be discussed in the books of Hadith and Fiqh. Mm-hmm. But as far as for what's the preferable time for Asr, I felt that this eye of Quran gave a clear indication that Asr refers to that time of the day when the day is waning away, mm-hmm. when you feel that the day is slipping away. And that's why I feel that that really does take place. That feeling, that emotional feeling, mm-hmm. comes on a person about one to two hours before sunset. Mm-hmm. And if you look at even those of us, you know, who are, in fact, perhaps people today can understand it even more, right? At 5 p.m., 6 p.m., mm-hmm. if you're in the sort of summer season, or even 3, 4, 5 p.m. in the winter season, mm-hmm. but definitely one hour to two hours before Maghrib, every one of us gets the feeling, okay, the day is almost over. Mm-hmm. The day is coming into an end, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when us, Allah is swearing, not just by time itself, mm-hmm. right? because that is one translation of that verse, but by the waning of time, by the passing of time, by the fading of time, by the nature of time that it is linear and that it passes and that it fades away. And again, and, and that's a moment to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Yeah. And if you think about it, uh, there is no other particular feature about the time of Asr. Mm-hmm. In other words, Fajr can emotionally be a moment to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the light of the dawn is just starting. Mm-hmm. Zuhr can be understood as a way to emotionally remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of the zenith and apex of the sun. Maghrib is obviously another emotional way because the sun is setting and at night, in the blackness of the night, Isha. So Asr also should have then a comparably emotional feeling that is connected to time. Mm-hmm. And it's only if one then prays Asr at that later time mm-hmm. that one gets that emotional feeling mm-hmm. that this is also a time mm-hmm. for me to emotionally remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. at this moment when the time of the day is fading away. Mm-hmm. Fair, so in that famous surah, when Allah subhanahu wa swears on the time, mm-hmm. and then says, that indeed each and every single member of humanity, mm-hmm. humanity itself, mm-hmm. humankind by its own nature, mm-hmm. is in complete and absolute loss in the vacuum. Mm-hmm. And then Allah subhanahu wa mentions those things that, uh, you know, save a person from being in that loss, mm-hmm. so that would be understand that first Allah SWT would have said Imam. Mm-hmm. 
And after that, if I told, let's say before anybody knew this verse, mm-hmm. and we had told people to guess, what are the three things that you think a human being would need mm-hmm. in order to keep them away from loss? And we said, okay, we're going to tell you the first one is Iman. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to do other things that Allah wants is going to list. So many people may have said, you know, Quran and Sunnah, and Kitab and Hadith, or Taqwa and Tazkiyah, or, you know, Dawah and Jihad, or they may have come up with so many other two things. But interestingly, Allah spelled Allah, what were the two that He joined? Watawasal bil Haq, Haq, truth, veracity, sincerity, was Sabr. And again, Sabr. Mm-hmm. You have Sabr coming again in a very powerful way here. Mm-hmm. And third ayah, third place in Quran, but not for tonight, Inna Allah ma'asabirin, that indeed Allah subhanahu bestows His own intimate nearness and companionship and special awareness and protection with the people who are regular and steadfast in their summer. So they are called sabirin. These three places where Allah subhanahu mentioned summer, mm-hmm. normally, you know, we, this way, by Allah Sponsor's choosing to mention Sabr, mm-hmm. these three extremely important passages of Quran al mm-hmm. we would have then, should have, also given an extreme importance to Sabr. Mm-hmm. But we find, and this is many times I talk about this theme about trying to make ourselves a Quranic insan, mm-hmm. and that means to view as important. Those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has viewed as important in Quran. Mm-hmm. And to hold dearly and deeply to those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seems to have stressed in Quran al And one of those things is summer. What I wanted to talk about tonight was some aspects of those three verses, and then some different aspects of summer, mm-hmm. and some practical ways to increase in our summer. Mm-hmm. So in the first ayah, Mm-hmm. That we started with Surah Al Asr, let's take that one. Mm-hmm. So here, Sabr comes last mm-hmm. out of the three things. Mm-hmm. Sabr is joined in three things and it comes last Iman, Haq, and Sabr. Mm-hmm. So, what we learn from that is that Sabr, then if we want, that okay, how can I have the Quranic Sabr? The Quranic Sabr means a Sabr that is going to be combined with Iman mm-hmm. and that is going to be combined with Haq. Now, why am I testing on this notion of being combined with Iman? Because sometimes, especially, there are some, you know, westernized Muslim elites who live in the Muslim world, and they feel outwardly that perhaps the non-Muslims in the West are more patient, mm-hmm. or more calm, or can, you know, cue in line better, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when they look at the Muslims living in the Muslim world, and the Muslims in the Muslim world seem to them to be impatient. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they think perhaps that this type of patience or impatience is what is meant by sabr in Quran, no. Mm-hmm. At least sabr in Quran is not talking about some, it's not talking primarily about something so mundane, something so trivial mm-hmm. as that type of patience. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a sabr that is going to be combined with iman, mm-hmm. that is joined with iman, that requires iman. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It's talking about a sabr that comes from a person's belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala person's connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It means that sabr is one of the sifat of iman. It means that by the very fact that we have iman in our heart, mm-hmm. that iman is going to give rise to the sabr. 
has nothing to do with how you drive in traffic or how you stand in queue. It has to do with our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fact that we have Iran and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is supposed to put us in a state of aman. It's supposed to put us in a state of peace and serenity and give us a feeling of aman, a feeling of security. And when a person feels secure and serene and at peace, then that person's behavior, their temperament, their outlook, their actions mm-hmm. become calm and collected. Mm-hmm. That's when a person has summer. Mm-hmm. The one reason then if we don't have proper summer mm-hmm. is because we're trying to connect summer to our own mind or to our own mentality. Mm-hmm. Whereas summer was something that was supposed to be connected to our iman, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be something that was born out of our iman. Mm-hmm. I mean, one then, this is, you know, really one of the great benefits of zikr as well, is that when we do zikr Allah, when we do zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it reminds us of Him, it makes us remember Him, that increases our iman in Him, mm-hmm. that revives our iman in Him, that strengthens our iman in Him, mm-hmm. and then that zikr then leads a person to the sifat of iman. Mm-hmm. Because the more and more you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more you will remember your iman. The more you are aware of Allah subhanahu wa the more you will be aware of your iman in Him. Mm-hmm. And whenever you feel your iman in Allah subhanahu you have a lot of sabr. Mm-hmm. For example, you see that when a person makes the journey, you know, and, and most people are like this, and ideally everybody should be like this, when a person makes the journey to go for hajj or umrah, mm-hmm. but they're in a heightened feeling of iman. Mm-hmm. Even if something seems to go not according to plan, mm-hmm. they're very calm. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala is on their mind. Mm-hmm. They have this feeling that now I'm making this journey for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Mm-hmm. So I have complete iman that it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Whatever roadblock there is, whatever flight delay there is, mm-hmm. they're just sitting in a relaxed way. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, where did they get them? They got that suburb from iman. Mm-hmm. Because at that moment their iman was strong. Mm-hmm. Because of that strong iman, they were able to display strong suburb. And if they're not on that type of journey, if let's say it's six months earlier than this, and they're on a journey going to some, you know, family event, or they're going for some business trip, and the flight is delayed, mm-hmm. and at that moment they're not thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and therefore the iman is weak, or the iman is cool, mm-hmm. then at that moment they don't have sabr. Mm-hmm. At that moment they act up. Mm-hmm. So sabr is connected to our iman. Mm-hmm. And the second thing, Mm-hmm. That Allah Taala connected it to in that verse of haq. Mm-hmm. Haq. Mm-hmm. What does this mean? This means that you can never ever be in a state of sabr mm-hmm. when you are in doing something that is false, mm-hmm. that is something that is untrue. Mm-hmm. So you will never, you will always be, we say in Urdu Bechen, mm-hmm. you will always be disturbed and distressed. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you, your iman is not going to help you unless you're on haq. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to lie, if you're trying to cheat, if mm-hmm. you're trying to deceive, mm-hmm. if you're trying to betray, mm-hmm. if you're trying to do anything that is not huck, mm-hmm. if you are involved in something that is not huck, mm-hmm. be that business practice, mm-hmm. be that interpersonal relationship, mm-hmm. be that an emotional feeling, be that an emotional feeling, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For example, if we allow ourselves to get involved in unlawful desires, mm-hmm. we can't expect that we're going to be able to have summer. And a lot of people don't understand this. They, and this is what the media is designed. Mm-hmm. The media is designed to take us away from Huck. Mm-hmm. When we are taken away from Huck, we lose our ability to have sabr. Mm-hmm. So that other place where Allah is found, that you should make your nafs have sabr. Mm-hmm. 
restrain your nafs, curtail your nafs. We can't do that because we've left haq. So when when we're living in a society of batil, uh, a society of falsehood or evil, or for engaging media that is evil, we will never be able to have sabr. And a person who's in any khilaf or sharia type situation, they can't have sabr on them. And that's why sometimes when people come and they have this problem, that they have put themselves in a position or in an action or in a relation that is against Sharia, that is outside Haq, and you tell them to have sabr, right? And they tell you, they look you right in the eye and they tell you, honestly, I can't, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not able, I can't survive, I can't live like this. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they're being honest because you can't have sabr on a situation that is outside Haq. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So Iman and Haq, in other words, truly believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, mm-hmm. feeling close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, iman, mm-hmm. and haq, being on the truth, staying away from falsehood, being on the sharia, mm-hmm. staying within the halal, staying away from the haram. When a person has these two things, then sabr is a necessary third. Sabr is an automatic third. Sabr will be able to come to them easily. So then a second reason, so the first reason we mentioned that we don't have sabr is because our iman is weak. Second reason we don't have sabr is because the things we're trying to do sabr on are not haq. Are not haq. And the other important thing, obviously, in the surah was that Allah Sant clearly made sabr means like it takes us out of our khusr. It means it takes us out of our eternal loss of our utter loss that we face ourselves in due to the time passing. Mm-hmm. The second ayah, uh, to seek the help of Allah subhanahu is sabri wa salah. Now here, sabr is not coming as a group of three, it's coming as a group of two as a pair. Mm-hmm. And here, sabr is not coming at the end, mm-hmm. here, sabr is coming first. Mm-hmm. And here, more interestingly, mm-hmm. one would have, if you, one were to ask our uncle, we would have thought that you would first seek help with Salah, first turn to Allah Subhanahu in prayer, mm-hmm. right? Then after you pray your Salah, after you make Dua, after you make some Ibadah, then you, you have Sabr. Mm-hmm. Then you should have trust that you've presented the matter in front of Allah Subhanahu you've referred the matter to Him, and now you should have Sabr. Mm-hmm. So again, I think it's a big problem because we view Sabr as the English word patience. Mm-hmm. Right? This is why... You know, we really have to, and many other scholars have also talked about this, that we have to, quote-unquote, Islamize or Islamicize our vocabulary. Mm-hmm. In other words, the word, English word patience mm-hmm. does not pack that level of meaning that the Arabic word sabr does. Mm-hmm. And when we speak patience, we really are undermining and understating uh, the concept of sabr. Mm-hmm. English words, all of these would mean sabr, patience, endurance, fortitude, perseverance, strength, Mm -hmm. deliberation, consistency, persistence, Mm -hmm. resolve, Mm -hmm. willpower, Mm -hmm. all of these things combined would equal something close to summer. Mm -hmm. So here, you seek the help of Allah first with summer Mm -hmm. and then with salah. It doesn't mean with patience and then prayer. Mm -hmm. With summer, it means strength, Mm -hmm. resolve, fortitude, that Allah wants us to be strong. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, this means that Allah is actually telling us mm-hmm. you have to make use 
whenever you're faced with adversity. Mm -hmm. So now this is a person who has, has Imam, mm -hmm. is themselves trying to stay on Haq, and had that type of sabr then which they persevere. Mm -hmm. Now they're challenged to an external threat. Mm -hmm. There's some external force, which is obviously Batil, mm -hmm. something external in their life, something outside. Mm -hmm. that is threatening them, that is hurting them, that is harming them, that is making things difficult for them. Mm -hmm. So now this person needs help. Mm -hmm. They have their imam, mm -hmm. they were on huck, mm -hmm. they stayed on huck, mm -hmm. but due to this threat, this challenge, this test, this fitna, mm -hmm. they need help. Mm -hmm. So Allah is saying, look, you're going to get help from two things. Mm -hmm. Second, you're going to get help from me. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Rather, sorry, second, you're going to get help from your salah, from worship, from praying to me. Mm -hmm. But first, you must have sabr. Mm -hmm. First, you're going to have to show that you are strong on your own from the inside. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to tap into that power that I have given you. Mm -hmm. That Allah has given a human being the inner power, the ability to display internal strength and internal perseverance. Mm -hmm. And Allah also wants to see us do that. It's very fascinating eye because Allah SWT could have just said salah. Yes, you should just seek help from me. And that's kind of the message in Surah Al-Fatiha. Iyaka mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. but here Allah SWT is saying that no, you also have to seek help from summer. Mm -hmm. And this is a great teaching of the Quran and a great teaching of Allah SWT. Mm -hmm. That we have to make use of whatever we have and also make use mm -hmm. and try to attract and beg Allah Subhanahu to give us whatever He has. Mm -hmm. Because whatever we have initially is also mm -hmm. nothing other than what He has given us. In other words, our own inner strength, mm -hmm. our own ability to persevere and be steadfast mm -hmm. is given by Allah Subhanahu mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. And another way you can understand this this is really Allah Subhanahu is saying, you know, is this a temporary thing? The use of our sabr is just temporary to tide us over until we have the opportunity to make salah. Mm -hmm. So for instance, somebody was to call you on the phone and, you know, let's say they said there's a robber, so you would say, just hold on, mm -hmm. hold tight, mm -hmm. I'm just coming. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Hold tight, mm -hmm. I'm just coming. Mm -hmm. So this, but even with somebody with salah, is kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, look, first you have to hold tight. Mm -hmm. You may not instantly get the chance to pray salah, you may not instantly get the chance to make du'a. Hold tight. Don't let this fitna mm -hmm. shake you. Mm -hmm. Don't let this fitna derail you. Mm -hmm. Don't let this fitna push you into the air, over the edge into haram. Don't let this fitna steal some fard from you. Don't let this fitna steal some ibadah from you. Have sabr. Mm -hmm. Hold tight. Mm -hmm. So here another meaning of sabr would be hold tight. Don't give up. Don't let go. Don't fall into sin. Don't despair. Don't be depressed. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. Don't stop trying. Have summer. Then, right, hold tight until the help of Allah SWT comes. And the way to get that help of Allah SWT is Salah. So the first ayah summer was linked with Iman and Haq. And then this ayah summer is being linked with Salah. And then the third ayah that we mentioned, mm. Here Allah subhanahu wa chose to use a different word, different form, sabirin thul sabir. Mm -hmm. You know, that person who is always on sabr. 
Saber is that person who saber is now an inseparable attribute of them. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, if we were to say uh, red, so we would call something red when redness has now become a permanent part of it. Mm -hmm. So just like that, a human being is called saber mm -hmm. when this attribute, this sifat, this character trait, this feature of saber has become a permanent character of them. For that person, now who is always on summer, for that person who, so they're always on Iman and Haq, they're always also turning to Allah Sponsor in Salah, whenever they need his help, this person has followed all of the teachings of summer mm -hmm. and has trusted all of them pretty much almost all of the time. Mm -hmm. Here now, this ayah Sponsor says, Inna so it is both an outcome, but it's also an incentive. So it's an outcome in the sense that for that person who is always on summer, they get the ma'iyyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what we considered a bit earlier on by saying ma'iyyat means intimate nearness, companionship, mm -hmm. protection, friendship, mm -hmm. awareness, mm -hmm. love, beneficence. Mm -hmm. They get the ma'iyyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's also an incentive to a person that, okay, it's not enough for me just to occasionally have summer or to sometimes have summer. I have to make myself amongst the sabirin. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I want Allah Subhanahu wa special intimacy and special nearness mm -hmm. to overcome me, to overwhelm me. Mm -hmm. And this ayah is probably the greatest reward that Allah Subhanahu wa has mentioned in the Quran or the Sunnah for summer that a person will get the ma'iyyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. First, will get the ma'iyyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now that we mentioned these three ayat of summer, and we've all translated in different ways, now some practical ways to increase in our summer. The first thing is that we have to lower our expectations from this world. And one reason that we have a lot of what, you know, or do they call base sabri, means lack of sabr, means impatience, insolence, weakness, uh, lack of resolve, lack of hope, lack of strength, mm -hmm. lack of istikama, uh, lack of consistency, lack of constancy. One reason we fall into that mm -hmm. is that because we have two great expectations from this world. Mm -hmm. And we were reading recently the Hikam of Ibn Atta'Allah al Iskandari Ta'ala. And then he mentioned a fascinating thing. And he said that, you know, as far as the dunya goes, as far as the dunya means this world, uh, and the mundane uh, aspects of the dunya, he said that as long as you are in this dunya, you should not be surprised at the existence and occurrence of worry and sorrow. Because the dunya is only going to manifest those things that are according to its own character or its own nature. Mm -hmm. What did he mean by that? He meant that the dunya is something that is lonely. Mm -hmm. And therefore we have low expectations from it. Why is it that we think that we are going to live in this dunya and there's going to be no difficulty, no task, no sadness, no worry, no anxiety? Mm -hmm. You're always going to have mm -hmm. uh such things because that's the nature of the dunya. Yeah. That's the nature of the dunya. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the one way we can practically have summer in such a situation is to view it as expected. Mm -hmm. In fact, 
if we were to be honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. whenever any difficulty falls upon us, we should be amazed. Ya Allah, I'm actually surprised why this difficulty didn't come earlier. You had kept me for such a long period of time in such a state of grace or a state of health or a state of ease. But as this world, this dunya, it is just a place of difficulty, test, and trial and tribulation. Mm-hmm. That should be our feeling. We had heard from Quran that this whole world is just a place of test. And you had kept us test-free for so long. You're just surprised that this test has come so late. And when a person then lowers their expectations from the world, mm-hmm. then they are able to have more summer. Mm-hmm. It also means that anything in which the dunya, any, anything in our life that is polluted by the dunya, mm-hmm. and by dunya, again, I mean the base material world, the mundane world. Mm-hmm. You can also view it as nafs. Mm-hmm. Anything that is polluted by being dunyavi, by being materialistic or by being worldly or by being for the sake of our nafs, that's also going to bring nothing other than worry or sadness. Mm-hmm. So, for example, even if there's any relationship, that to whatever extent that relationship is polluted or tinged or marred by any dunyavi aspect, mm-hmm. by anything that has to do with this world and the mundane, and especially anything to do with our nafs, mm-hmm. then that relationship is only bound to bring us sorrow mm-hmm. and bound to bring us sadness and bound to bring us loss bound to this depression mm-hmm. and to whatever extent anything in our lives is free from that pollution and contamination of the dunya and is free from that pollution and contamination of that our nafs then that aspect of our life mm-hmm. will not have will not be mm-hmm. a cause of worry and a sorrow for us mm-hmm. but it's up to us mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we can decide and if we want to lead a life in which sometimes in some areas at some moments we compromise on deen mm-hmm. and we fall into the dunya we should know that the dunya is the dunya and it's only going to offer up to it mm-hmm. offer up to us what it contains mm-hmm. and it contains the mundane lowly aspect of the dunya contains nothing other than mm-hmm. sorrow and deception and sadness and loss mm-hmm. And we go right back then into that khusr. Mm-hmm. We go right back into that khusr. And again, if we look at those relationships that any one of us may have ever had in our life, that was on the basis of dunya, mm-hmm. on the basis of money, mm-hmm. on the basis of prestige, mm-hmm. on the basis of nafs, on the basis of lust, any person who looks back in hindsight would say that that aspect or that relation or that day or those moments are complete loss. Mm-hmm. They're pure khusr. If I were to look at them in our account, we would say that it's a complete loss. Mm-hmm. And if there's any time, any moment, any person, any relationship that any one of us had or has mm-hmm. that had no element of the dunya in it, mm-hmm. had no such pollution and contamination, then we would say that that is pure gain mm-hmm. that never brought us any sorrow, that never brought us any sadness, that mm-hmm. only and only was the means of our joy and our happiness. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to have summer mm-hmm. in the wrong things. Mm-hmm. We should lower, number one, was to lower our expectations from the dunya. Mm-hmm. And number two, mm-hmm. is to realize that the unlawful things in the dunya are not things that we can have summer over. The unlawful things in the dunya are necessarily guaranteed going to sting us, 
going to hurt us, going to harm us, or going to make us sad. Mm -hmm. The third practical way that we can increase our sabr in every sense of the word, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Our sabr in every sense of the word is to take some amal, take some nafil ibadah, and to do it regularly. And this is basically a type of discipline. And you'll find, again, you'll find, and I've seen it in people, that those people who have that discipline, but they've made themselves regular and consistent mm -hmm. in their amal, mm -hmm. that person who has discipline, mm -hmm. who has made themselves regular and consistent in their amal, mm -hmm. has always been a person who showed more sabr when the difficulty came upon them. Mm -hmm. And that person who wavers, in other words, the more we waver and the more we're unstable and the more we're inconsistent in good times means all the more that we are going to waver and be inconsistent mm -hmm. and be unstable in the bad times. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if we want to have more sabr when we need it, mm -hmm. if we when we're in the bad times, mm -hmm. we need to have more discipline when we're in the good times. Mm -hmm. You find in so many ahadith of Sayyidina Rasulullah and so very many sayings mm -hmm. of the Mashaykh and Sufiya and Hukama and the wise, wise people of this Ummah that they used to talk about valuing time. Mm -hmm. And again, this is Allah's answer, linking it to the passing of time in Surah Al-Asr and the Surah of Quran al so sabr means, and third way, practical way to increase in our sabr is to value and be disciplined about our time when we have it. Mm -hmm. So that when any fitna, any difficulty, any external threat comes upon us, we will be able to be a person of more and more sabr. Mm -hmm. So these are the nasiha and the advice that we want to give tonight, mm -hmm. because we find both of these things in a lot of us today is that number one, we are increasingly afflicted and tested with all types of fitna, with all types of fasad. And at the same time, we look in ourselves and we find that we are increasingly lacking in our discipline. We are increasingly irregular in our ibadat, in our amal. And we hear from our Messiah, not just stories from centuries ago, but even from the more recent past, mm -hmm. how there were many of the Sulaha and Muridin and Mashaikh mm -hmm. who used to be so regular mm -hmm. in their Tahajjud, mm -hmm. so regular in the Sunnahs before Asr, mm -hmm. so regular in certain Nafil fast, so regular in their Tanawa, so regular in their Zikr. Sometimes we feel that the only thing that matches their regularity mm -hmm. is our own irregularity. And we may not be able to make ourselves regular in everything, mm -hmm. but at least we should find at least one ibadah, one sunnah, mm -hmm. one amal, mm -hmm. one zikr, some one thing in our life, mm -hmm. in terms of our worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our ibadah and our zikr, mm -hmm. that we can become regular on that will give us, inshallah, the discipline and the training and the strength and the resolve to be a person of whenever Allah tests us in a difficult way. We may go on that Allah make each and every one of us strong in our iman, always on haq, always able to turn to Him in salah, and that He make us increase in our sabr, 
and make us amongst the sabirin and that he grant us the promised reward that he himself mentioned in Quran al-Kareem inna allaha ma'as sabirin wa akhir sa'wana and alhamdulillahi rambin amin Jazakallah Shaykh and Shaykh was giving us uh, the, a very very beautiful discourse on air about sabr and one of the things he had mentioned is sabr is one of the sifat of iman and iman is going to give rise to the sabr another thing the Shaykh had mentioned is sabr a strength a resolve and fortitude I liked it when the Shaykh mentioned that the English word patience is not packed with the true meaning of sabr Anyway, what Sheikh had explained is whenever uh, you're faced with adversity or any problems, you are strong from inside. So Allah is saying, the inner power and ability I have given you, take advantage of that. So I don't think we've just, we've just touched, uh, scratched on the tip of the iceberg, Sheikh, on, on sabr. But inshallah, I had a whole lot of questions that have been coming through my mind while you were discussing this and inshallah I think we shall progress on this particular subject for next week because we find many a Muslim in our country suffering for some from depression because of lack of sabr, discontentment etc so inshallah I'm sure we can benefit much more from this discourse that you had given us and inshallah we hope to be again with you next week may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the opportunity and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take you from strength to strength Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shaykh, we still have a few minutes left. Inshallah, we'll really appreciate it if you can give us a dua. Inshallah, let's make dua. والمؤمنين والمصلين والمقيمين على الصلاة يا الله الكريم يا الله we come to you with the most lack of sabr we come to you empty of sabr يا الله we ask you to change us to make us amongst the sabirin we wish to be on hak يا الله we have filled our hearts and our minds we have filled our thoughts and our words we have filled our lives with all types of battle. Ya Allah, we ask that you protect us from it, take us out from it. Ya Allah, to show us the way out from it. Ya Allah, we wish to live a life of Iman, a life of pure haq. We wish to be true to you, true to the Quran, true to the deen of Islam, true to Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, true to his sunnah, true to all of and true to all of the Siddiqeen, Salihin, Ulama, and Mujtahideen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbikareen. Ya Allah, we ask that you grant us discipline and strength and forbearance and endurance and patience. And Ya Allah, we ask that you take out all of the laziness from our nafs. Take out all the temptations from our nafs. Take out all the ill wishes that we have for one another from our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, have sabr with one another. Ameen. Let's have sabr in the world. Let us be steadfast in our deen. Ameen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, those of us who are facing any difficulty, any trial, any test, any fitna, Ameen. we ask that you make it easy for us. Ameen. Give us the strength to overcome it. Give us the strength to succeed in it. Give us the strength to pass it. Ya Rabbi Kareem, ask that you send your special mercy and fuzzle on us. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
Amin. Rabbana atakal aminna innaka antamiyul amin. Atubu alayna innaka antatawabu rahim. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahim.